Hi, I'm Tim Barron, and welcome to the Legal Marketing 2.0 podcast, where we examine the latest trends in digital marketing. The podcast is a production of Good to Be Social. Can you just write the testimonial and I'll sign off on it? Anyone who's asked for a testimonial has heard that response. In today's episode, I chat with Vikram Rajan, co-founder of phoneblogger.net, about how you can get authentic and passionate testimonials. All right, on with the show. Hi, Vic, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Now, I know we're going to talk about testimonials here, but before we get to that, I do want to hear a little bit about what you do and and your journey to the legal profession and, and what you do to help lawyers. Sure. So I am the co-founder of phoneblogger.net, and we are a marketing firm for boutique law firms who get most of their business through word-of-mouth referrals, so they need to stay top of mind with their peers, their former clients, other colleagues, and uh, we do so through blogs and social media and email newsletters. And most recently, we're in the midst of uh, unveiling a marketing system to help attorneys capture testimonials, not only from their clients, but also from their colleagues and peers, which, uh, as we'll talk about, can be even more powerful. So why don't more law firms use testimonials on their website? It's a combination of a couple of factors. First of all, I think attorneys are rightfully concerned about their clients' privacy and other sensitive issues. And Obviously, that makes sense, and they have to be, but there are ways to even mitigate that, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Second, I think it's the awkwardness uh, that we all feel and that every small business owner and practitioner feels when asking for testimonials. We fear what they'll say, even if we know they're a raving fan, the timing of when to bring it up, and then... It's kind of like, well, what am I going to do with it anyway? You know, maybe I have one or two already on the website, and maybe that's just good enough. And they don't realize the full power, the full extent of what testimonials can really do for their marketing. You know, everyone's concerned about ROI. So people are like, okay, maybe I can go out and spend the time to ask for testimonials and go through that process. But how do testimonials help with referrals? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, Obviously, testimonials help that prospective client that is coming to the website probably on recommendation and referral already, and it validates and edifies the choice of that specific practitioner, if not the firm itself. And that's what, how we tend to think of testimonials, that it's a, an edification affirmation tool for prospective clients. What we forget is that the benefits Uh, that we gain from the clients and colleagues who are giving the testimonials. You know, when we give a testimonial to someone else, we are that much more loyal to that person. It's in a Forbes article, I remember calling it a referral dress rehearsal. I now start practicing how to recommend you by giving you a testimonial. Because very often, we don't even know how to bring you up and, and talk about the kind of work that you did for me or the value I gained because I may not be a client, but I was a colleague that recommended uh, uh, that you recommended me to someone else or that I recommended you to someone else. And the testimonial is not about your work. 
per se, but it's your work ethic and your character. Uh, and, and those things are very often are uh, even more important or forgotten, especially in addition to uh, the attorney's competency. So it's the benefits we gain from client loyalty, as well as that referral dress rehearsal where that specific uh, raving fan, if you will, now has the practice of sharing what he or she said as a testimonial to literally share that testimonial on their own social media or through their other word of mouth channels. The ROI is very, very easy to see because very often the best business and the more lucrative business come from word of mouth referrals in the form of a testimonial of like, you have to work with such and such firm, you have to work with so-and-so attorney. Um, they are my go-to person, either they're speaking as a client or as a peer colleague, and that's what the testimonial endorsement is. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, as a marketing agency, we also obviously market, and we have a mm-hmm. whole system and a whole um, way about which we go about trying to market and, and uh, marketing automation, all those things to try and acquire clients. But man, good old-fashioned referrals is the thing that always rises to the top. But you know, the point that you made there about the value of even the process of getting testimonials. I know sometimes people would say, hey, why don't you just write something up and for yes. me? And then I will look it over and like, give you the thumbs up. What do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's kind of the old college reference letter trick. You know, you, you type up something for your professor to sign off on. And, and so many clients would uh, even be open to that. Our dilemma there is it negates that authenticity and passion that we really want from our clients and colleagues giving that testimonial. As much as it can take a little bit of time with, with, with a bias, you know, we're, we're unveiling software that automates and, and eases the process of capturing testimonials. So obviously people can use software like Raviate to capture testimonials. But even so, making it really easy for clients uh, and colleagues doesn't necessarily mean writing the testimonial for them. We, we also lose the feedback that we can gain and the, dare I say, market research that is gained from testimonials. Meaning, if I am asking you to give me a testimonial, I get to hear in your own words the value that I provided you without any of the, with all due respect to, to you, Tim, as a, as a marketer and professional marketing agency, without all the crafted marketing copy that even my firm is guilty of giving for our clients, that uh, authentic, natural, normal, everyday words that is without the a corporate marketing jargon is extremely valuable. And there may be a disconnect where the client is expressing or the colleague is explaining the value. And we didn't even realize that's the kind of impact we've made, either the extent of the impact or literally, we didn't realize that that's what they actually valued. Uh, it could be as simple as, I can't, Tim is so awesome. As soon as I email him, he emails me back within 15 minutes. Wow, that's what he values? It's such a simple thing. But it's like, well, those are the little things that make a big difference. So when we write it up for someone else, uh, we lose that authenticity. We lose the feedback. We lose also their engagement where, again, that rehearsal of referral, they aren't practicing the words. They are just signing off on it. And while, you know, something is always better than nothing, I think as a testimonial marketing strategy, it's always great to engage them. Now, you can give them pointers. You can give them tips to say, hey, you may want to mention 
on what we did in this type of situation, you may want to leave out these specific numbers. You can give pointers, of course, because everyone needs kind of bullet point of a script, but to write it out for them kind of makes it uh, you know, lame and boring. So Vic, you anticipated my next question, which was going to be, how do we make it easier for when someone says, look, I would love to do this for you, but you know, if you just write it out. So instead of writing it out, you could just give them maybe a bullet point and say, could you expand on these? And then they can add. But you're right. Those two words really mean a lot, especially today where anyone can say anything and put it up online and everyone can read it. But it's authenticity and passion. And those two things are, and especially passion. I mean, I love when someone is truly passionate about the work that you did for them and they want to express it. You can craft, as you said, marketing copy around that. They actually have to express it, right? So I agree 100%. Yeah, that's why we call them raving fans. You know, it, it can sound awkward that an attorney would have raving fans as clients and colleagues, but uh, we all do. And these are those clients and colleagues who have essentially become friends and who are great referral relationships. And again, it may not even be that you provided work for them as a client, but sometimes it's the colleagues and other peers that have a better appreciation for the attorney because they know the excellence that goes into it and they know the other lawyers who are maybe not so excellent. They are in a better position to judge than often a lot of clients who may not have a lot of experience working with attorneys outside of that specific relationship. And, and co getting co uh, colleagues uh, to uh, provide testimonials are easier. It's less awkward to ask them. There could be some uh, mutual reciprocity even. So it's, a, it's another area that we see that a lot of law firms miss is by capturing the testimonials from their referral relationships even more so than their clients. And it's another way of making it easy to uh, make it a, a system, a habit. What about social media? Social media can almost be considered testimonials in a bottle or right out of the yeah. box testimonials. How, what's the relationship between social media and testimonials? It's kind of the, the second degree that we want to get into. Unfortunately, most law firms don't capture testimonials that we have to fix. Then we have to make sure that the law firms are getting the testimonials onto their website. But, you know, when they work with firms like yours, you know, obviously they can have a webmaster to, to handle that. So that, that helps. And then even more so when they work with firms like yours, where they're managed, uh, they have a team to manage their social media. As you know, ultimately, social media needs content. And one aspect of content is blogs, and the you know, phone blogger is great at that. Another aspect of content can be uh, what others say about you. So blog articles are great because it's what you're saying about the firm and what you're saying about your own expertise. But reputation, personal branding, uh, what people share and want to hear or what other people are saying about you. It goes into a world of LinkedIn recommendations, which are the testimonials aspect of LinkedIn, different from the endorsements, which can be very easy to do, but very easy to misuse and mishandle. And we, we tend to not appreciate uh, the endorsements aspect, but uh, recommendations which are written make sense. And testimonials in general are great content on social media pages and profiles uh, because it's a, it's a handy loophole. You know, we always talk about, and I'm sure you do too, Tim, that you know, the whole purpose of social media is to be social and that if everything is such a heavy-handed tool from a prospecting, lead gen, biz dev perspective, it falls rather flat and boring. And it's like handing 
out your business cards at a cocktail party. It has to be done with context and discreetly and when asked. It's not a networking event. It's meant to be a social event. And in the same sense, it's very awkward for you to constantly self-promote yourself on Facebook or Twitter, et cetera. But testimonials is a handy loophole because it's not you bragging about yourself. It's someone else bragging about you. So it's a, it's a fun way for you to humble brag, if you will, about all the other people who are raving about you. I do remember when LinkedIn testimonials was a big thing. I mean, everyone was mm -hmm. asking for a recommendation or a testimonial. Yep. I guess they call it recommendations on there. I remember seeing a couple with like, I don't know, 30 or 40. And of course, I'm not going to read through them. And my first thought was, how many recommendations can you have on there? Are they are people volunteering 30 recommendations? Or are they <laughs> trying to game the system or what? I mean, like, do you have a, like a general sense of what's too much? Or is there such a thing? The purpose of collecting testimonials is not really just to showcase the number of testimonials, but really it's threefold. Number one aspect of collecting so many, hopefully it's done strategically, and it's again not just quantity, but it's the quality of the testimonials. And it showcases the wide variety of practice areas that the firm works in. So testimonials can be grouped according to practice area. It could be grouped according to uh, aspects of the firm. For example, the competency and results that the firm gains, let alone the work ethic and personality and brand of the firm. So there are a variety of aspects. In fact, I wrote a, a blog article about the five types of testimonials and and, and listeners can kind of look that up in Forbes and, and kind of see how they can categorize even their testimonials. But the third area is while it's good to get it onto your website, it's even better to get it onto your social media. It's even better when your raving fans, those giving you those testimonials, shares that testimonial on their social media. That's extremely powerful because that's proactive word of mouth marketing. That's proactive referrals. Unfortunately, LinkedIn doesn't really enable that very easily. If I write you a recommendation, it appears on your profile, but it's actually very cumbersome, practically impossible for me to share what I wrote about you on my profile, which is very odd because if I'm a raving fan, I, I don't want to just have you preach to the choir of my recommendation appearing to people who already like you, but rather if I can introduce you and rave about you to my circle of influence, uh, I would love to do that favor for you because you obviously brought tremendous value to me and perhaps there's a mutual admiration and perhaps there's reciprocity. You'll do that for me. So kind of incidentally, it goes back to uh, the Radiate software where we'll be enabling that process where when someone raves about you, they'll be able to opt in their Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, onto what they say about you. And when you approve that rave and you click uh, approve to post onto your website and social media, it'll also post onto my social media so that my circle of influence can hear me raving about you. And it's taking the testimonial marketing to a whole new level of referral marketing. Maybe you can license that to LinkedIn so that can, they can have that process too. I hope so. <laughs> By the way, we'll link to that article that you mentioned. I think it's the five types of testimonials. We'll link to that in the show notes for, for those who are interested. One of the things that a, a marketer, we had to him on our podcast recently, and it surprised me. I didn't even think about this, but he said that one of the things that he was pointing to our Twitter feed that sort of built trust around what we share is he noticed that we on occasion would put out articles or posts from our competitors 
right? And I know that, that lawyers sometimes cringe at putting out testimonials or even praise for other lawyers. I mean, should lawyers be putting out like, testimonials for other lawyers or sharing those testimonials about their friends, or even if it's not their friends, but their colleagues who are lawyers? I think so. It's the golden rule of marketing. What you do unto others, others will do unto you. So the more you refer others, the more others will refer you. And naturally, you're probably not referring direct competitors. Uh, most likely, if they're in your practice area, they're probably in a different geographic area. Or if they're in your geographic area, they're in a different practice area, if that uh, sentence makes sense. So the same way, the more you rave about others, the more others will rave about you. And one of the other benefits of raving about others or giving other people testimonials is that you look good. We tend to look down upon those who are constantly critiquing or gossiping or condemning others. And it, it never puts someone in a good light, even if what they're saying is true. It's just a very awkward experience to have to sit through it. But on the converse side, when we hear someone else compliment, when I hear you compliment someone else, I may know that person, I may not know that person. It's sort, sort of irrelevant. I'm now seeing you in a better light. I'm now impressed by the praise you're giving that seems authentic and passionate and relevant to even what I'm going through. And I now want to hopefully earn that same praise from you, but even more so just want to do more business with you because I see you appreciate others. So it could be attorney associates within the same law firm raving about one another. We want to do business with a law firm, obviously have the more positive and productive work culture. So that uh, an employee engagement standpoint can be extremely powerful. We want to do business with those we like and trust and uh, positive affirmations uh, help with that. As well as from a boutique and solo perspective, uh, one lawyer recommending another, they are vouching for them. They're putting their reputation on the line. So it's powerful. But over a period of time where you are developing friendships, the area of testimonial marketing where you can rave about one another is often unexplored. And while these things tend to happen offline, where naturally through listservs and other lawyer networking groups, attorneys are constantly referring one another. So obviously they're vouching for one another. Obviously they, they are speaking well about one another. They're probably doing it in a one-on-one -on -one situation in person by email. But how about doing it in a more public open forum, like on social media, Twitter, et cetera. And, and of course we want to make that easy automated and fun to do. So Vic, any final takeaway before we wrap up? I think the takeaway is to reiterate how necessary it is to work with a firm like yours, that they are developing a proactive strategy on what they're doing with their internet marketing and realizing that internet marketing is just one arm of the whole body of marketing that they're doing and that what the right hand does obviously is impacted by the left hand and impacts the left hand and that internet marketing and now offline traditional marketing or whatever you want to call it it's all the same stuff people are people people are getting referred to you as a firm or referred to the attorney as a practitioner, and then they go online, they Google that person. They find the firm on Google, and then they ask their colleagues uh, about the firm. So the word of mouth online and offline are happening, and it's all interrelated. So they need to develop a strategy of social media. They need to develop a strategy around blogging and content, and they need to develop a strategy around reviews and testimonials. 
and then implement it. Two things that you said during this podcast that really re resonated with me when it comes to testimonials, and I think I said it already, the two things are authenticity and passion. So if you remember that, I think you can't go wrong. Hey, thank you, Vic. Thank you, Tim. This was fun. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast. And we'd also love it if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher and SoundCloud, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you go, I do want to ask you a question. Do you struggle with digital marketing and how to make it work for you and for your firm? If so, please go to lawfirmmarketinghelp.com and sign up for a free digital audit. The audit will provide you with all of the information you need to build a blueprint for your digital marketing strategy to produce the results you want. You'll find the show notes for this episode along with all of the Legal Marketing 2.0 episodes at goodtobesocial.com. Thanks for listening.